Okay, good morning, everyone. Uh, welcome back to our beautiful Sunday morning learning program. Thank you, everyone, for uh, being here, for participating in the Chavrusas and, and the Chavrusas that we're learning with the Chavrusas. And uh, we continue in our exciting discussions of Kibbutz of Aim. This morning, we saw some very practical stuff over here. Standing in front of your father, standing up for your father, uh, giving him COVID, both in his presence and not in his presence. Let's start with that. There was a halach over here that, that uh, you know, when you go to, um, you know, the government office, you go to the Misrata Pnim, you go to the, the to the garage. You need a car repair, and they'll do it for you. But if they hear it's for your father. They hear who your father is. They'll, they'll they'll do it without hesitation. There's an interesting halacha that don't say it's for me. Say it's for my father, or don't say who you are. Say you know who my father is. You know you know who my father is. And, oh, okay. Listen, bring your car to the back right now. We'll fix your car right away. So we learn from this halacha that there's an idea. Of kibbutz of aim, even not in your parents' presence, and that's what the poskim derive from this halacha. That you know, and it's a bit of a chiddush. Generally, we, we know for sure this kibbutz of aim when your parents are there, make them a coffee, bring them a donut, bring them food, clear their plate for them, help them walk, help them in, help them out, like we saw. But here we have a halacha that is an idea of kibbutz of aim even when they're not around. My father's not here; he doesn't know I'm saying this. My mother doesn't know that I mentioned her name, not my name. Yet, I'm supposed to be toil of the gedula. I'm supposed to, you know, mention them as the VIP, not me as the VIP. So a couple interesting halachas that come out of this is, first of all, what if someone is, uh, you know, in, in the company of other people and his father's not there? And, and there's people there in the crowd sitting around the table and they don't like his father. They're saying not nice things about his father. You know, such and such, you know, oh, your old man, yeah, he's a great guy, but I don't like how he does this. And, you know, I can't stand how he does that. And his, his views on politics are awful. This, that, and the other. And insulting him, slandering him, making fun of your father. Your father's not there. He doesn't know what's going on. There's a chiv macha. You have to make a macha. Because kibbut of aim is even if your father's not around, even if your mother's not around. You say, it's not true what you're saying. What you're saying is incorrect. It's false. It's slanderous. It's libelous. My father's a great guy. You have to stand up for your father's covet, even if your father's not around. And that's derived from this halacha, this kibbut of aim, even not in your father's presence. There's a Kizr that says a beautiful thing, a very uh, obligating thing. It takes us a step further. Kibbutz of Aim is even if my father's not around, and that extends to my Hanhagas as well. I have to live a life. I have to make myself into a person. And when people see me, they say, Ashrei Yoladatoy. Wow. Fortunate are the parents that produced this kid, that brought this kid into the world. Look how beautiful of a child they produced. The, 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 this guy has good parents. Fortunate parents and must have really amazing parents. So we have an obligation to live our life in a way that when people see us, we are walking, walking vehicles of kibbutz of our parents based on how we act and conduct ourselves. That's an amazing idea that, again, is, is, is a, a, a result of this halacha that one has to be mechabit as parents even not in their presence. Okay, so that's a kids of Shulchan Aruch. He says this, we have to make people proud of our parents. We have to live productive and fulfilled lives. Okay, um, then we have uh, a halach over here of standing, standing up for your father. You stand up for your father. What does it mean to stand up for your father? A halach of standing is explicit when it, when it talks about standing for Tamidi Chacham as well. Standing means, is what standing means. This is how you stand. Let me show you what it means to stand. Kima. Father walks into the room. That's called standing. And as opposed to, that's not called standing, uh, adjusting yourself a little bit on the chair. That's not standing, that's not standing for your rabbi, that's not standing for a pant either. This, that's standing. 
The halacha is, Kapaskin and Shochanach, you have to stand for your father. And you have to stand for your father. How often do you have to stand for your father? So it's, uh, it's, uh, the, the same frequency that you stand, have to stand for Tamari Chacham for your bame, which is twice a day, once in the morning, once in the evening. That's the, uh, the, the obligation for standing for your father. It comes from, from later on in Shochan Aruch. But that's the halacha. That's the chiv. But nowadays nobody does this. We don't do this nowadays. We don't stand up for our father. And already the, uh, you know, the, 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 uh, even not so recent place can say that it seems that it's, the minig is not to do this anymore. Okay, but the minig can be mavata shochan aruch. No, but the halachas of covid are up to the father. Father can be moichel on his covid. Father can be moichel on his covid. Say, I'm moichel on my covid. Please don't stand up for me. So we seem to have what we call an umdana. We have stamdas. We have an implied mechila from our father. Since like nobody does, the father doesn't expect it. So there's an implicit, um, uh, implicit forfeiture and waiving of this expectation for us to stand up for our father. Okay. Nevertheless, nevertheless, um, the following is said over. Even though we might not be makbed on this strictly according to Shulchan Aruch, first of all, it's not a fun, not a bad thing to do this once in a while for your father. You know, it is a Shulchan Aruch, and that is what, you know, the Torah expects of us, and that's a, a, a mitzvah daraisa. You being makayim a mitzvah daraisa when you stand for your father. But even if the minigayim has become that we don't stand up fully for our father, the, the place can actually say this: one should talk at least do a shuffle, because that's you know kind of an everyday age. That's you do something because you know we don't do this with that when everyone walks in the room. Even this kind of thing, you know, you do that only when someone who I should be standing up for walks into the room. So I do this kind of thing. So at least to do that chutz, uh, uh, say, say, say the place can say the contemporary place can. That at least this you should do for your father to show your father that you respect him, you're mechavitim. So at least a little, the chair shuffle should be done. But in terms of actually standing up, again, we do have an umdana that since this is not the minig oilam, that the father's meichel. Nevertheless, there's something interesting halacha, just to keep everyone safe and sound. Um, a father should explicitly be meichel on this, as opposed to relying on maybe there's some kind of umdana, maybe there's an understanding that everyone's meichel on this, maybe you are meichel, maybe you're not meichel, I don't know, maybe some parents really want their kids to stand up. We know the kids aren't standing up fully every time we walk into the room, so there should be a verbal mechila, I'm meichel on this, and that way, you know, no one's being mevatel and he didn't daraisa. If a parent doesn't want to be meichel on this, and feels he doesn't fit, you know, he's not interested in this umdana, so you go over, you can say, I just want you to know I'm not meichel on this. Make sure your kids know that way. Also, if you're not meichel on this halacha, and then they know they have to stand up malekayma when you walk up into walk into the room. Um, yeah, but that is an interesting idea. It's mentioned that that don't be soimach on the yom. Then our parents should be meichel explicitly. I'm meichel on this. Um, but again, again, it's a beautiful thing, and it's within the halachas of kibudamim. A little shakulzach should 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 is appropriate to do for parents. What if we had this discussed in shulchan this morning? What if the Father is a Talmud of the son. The son teaches his father Torah. Not so uncommon, not so unheard of in our day and age. When, you know, with, with, the son becomes from, the son becomes learned, the son becomes a big Talmud Chacham. The father, unfortunately, wasn't able to go to the yeshiva system. He sends the son through the yeshiva system. The son now becomes the Rebbe of the father. They have a Chavuz The son teaches his father Torah. So we saw Paskin and Shulchan Aruch over here. The father has to stand up for the son. The son stands up for the father because he's his father. The father stands up for the son because he's his Rebbe. He stands up for your Rebbe. The shach, as we saw, brings down, it's not so posh that there's chokim. There are those who dispute this and say, no, 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 no. That's going a little too far. Even though the father may be the rebbe of the son, the, 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 the talmud of the son, the son is the rebbe of the father. But, you, you, you know, it's too, it can't override the fact that the son has to stand up for the father. 
And that's a stira to the, to the cover that the son has to give to the father for the father to stand up for the son. So the shach brings down disputing, um, uh, disputing opinions over here. What do we do practically? Practically, the minig is we go with the shach and the father does not stand up for the son when the son, even if the son is the rabbi, the father. We do uh, go with the, with the mahalach of the shach and halacha. Um, we're chayshish for that, that that's a little bit awkward and maybe going against kibbutz of aim. Nevertheless, the same cheshman that we spoke at earlier, spoken at over here, the son should be Michael on his covet. If the son is the Rebbe of his father, if you teach your father, and your father has learned from you, and has a chavruz with you, and you're his Rebbe, even though the shach says he doesn't stand up for you, the shulchanach says he does stand up for you, says, could I for the son to be Michael on his covet, tell the father, I'm Michael, I don't want you standing up for me, but just speak that out, verbalize that, articulate that, so that way you're fulfilling this according to all opinions over here. Um, one more halacha. Everyone got to the bottom, right? We got to the bottom. The machloikis mechaber and Um What happens if your parents start start wasting your money? They start they start uh, you know depleting your money, wasting your money. Are you allowed to violate kibbutz of aim to get them from stopping to waste your money, destroying your money? Mechaber passes no chas hashom. Even if they take your money, they throw it into the ocean. You have to remain quiet. You have to be silent. You can't say anything. You can't say anything. The Ramah says, no. That's called Mishal Av, not Mishal Ben. And if they're wasting your money, you're allowed to protest that even if it causes them tsar and anguish. So that's the Ramah. And in general, we go as Ashkenazim with the Ramah. So what does that mean? What does that look like? It means if your parents are coming to visit you, and in, in, in the uh, cabinet, you have the hot cups and the cold cups... Every time they want to drink water, they're taking the coffee cups, which cost three times the price. So why are you taking the coffee cups for water? Why are you taking the coffee cups for orange juice? We have the cold cups for orange juice. Right? According to, according to Mechab, you're not allowed to do that, right? You have to let them go through all your coffee cups, even, even for, even for, uh, cold drinks, even though the, the coffee cups are, 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 are uh, 279 and the cold cups are 79 cents. You have to, you have to let them do that. But according to Rama, Rama says, you don't have to let your parents waste your money. You're allowed to be machlem then. You're allowed to be them. Azoi, so, so, Azoi, your parents, your parents leave the lights on, you know, in, in, in the kitchen, in the dining room, so you're allowed to, you, you, it's like the Mechab, you have to be quiet, even though it's going to cost you a few extra, you know, extra, how much does it cost to leave the dining room lights on for a night when they forgot to shut them off? 50 cents, 75 cents. Koi Mechab, you have to take it like a man, 75 cents, you can't be Mechab, but Koi the Ramah, you can be Mechab them, you can be Mechab them. That's what it sounds like. Lechairah, that's going a little too far. The example is taking a dinner, sh- a, 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 a kiss shul zehuvim and throwing into the ocean. Something that you're not, but not makbed on, on so much on your own. Like once in a while, you'll take also a coffee cup for for water, and once in a while, you forget to leave the lights on. I mean, there are some people that are unable to do that. Even there are people that are unable to take a coffee cup and use it for something that's not coffee because it costs a lot more money. That's a bit of a crankite, maybe a little bit of a machala, when, when you're unable to do that. Some people that, that if they're in bed, about to fall asleep, and they remember that they left the bathroom light on downstairs, they'll get out of bed and walk down off the bathroom light because it's 75 cents. Again, that's a crankite. That, that's, that's, that's an illness, Rabbi Yisrael. We go with Stam Das, the norm of Bnei Adam. We're not so macro on these things always. And I, it's hard to hear that that's called being mechala mamoinoi, that they're ruining, destroying your money. Even like the remote, it's hard to hear that you're allowed to be mitzvah them and say, "Oh no, no, don't take those cups. Take these cups. Let them do what they want." But let's say you know they like to borrow your car when they come to visit, and 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 um, and uh, they really should have their license revoked. But uh, the, the DMV hasn't caught up to them yet, right? And they just you know, they can't drive anymore. They just smash people left and right, and you're always getting claims and things like this. So that would be something according to the remote that you can actually 
you know, that, that, that will be mechalim amoynoi. That's already something significant. And you would, according to the remote, you, you, you are allowed to, even if it requires, even if things get a little bit heated, you can say, I'm, I'm so sorry, my car is not available. Nevertheless, say the Pais which makes a lot of sense, even like the Ramah, you're allowed to prevent yourself from losing a lot of money, even at the expense of a sour and anguish to them, you're supposed to do it as respectfully as possible. It doesn't mean now you have carte blanche, you don't have to, you know, I don't want to lend you my car, because every time you borrow my car, you hit somebody with my car. Um, so you, you don't have to now, like, uh, uh, like make it into a whole altercation with them, and say, I'm sorry, you know, uh, you just, you know, uh, you just, your driving gears are behind you, I can't afford all these Claimed that I can't, I can't afford all these car repairs. You can't take, you have to say in a respectful way, I'm just out of fail, but I don't think, you know, make something up, right, for Dakei Shalom, not available right now, or it's this or that. Even like the Ramah, you should strive to do it as respectfully as possible. Um, but you would be allowed to withhold that from them when it would involve a, a, uh, a major expense. Uh, finally, one last thing, let's wrap up with this. So, um, this actually, it's not brought down over here in Shulchan Aruch, but the, the, the Neisei Kela mentioned this. The same Gemara that, that we get this example from, that even if they take your money and throw it into the river, you have to be quiet. That's, come, that's from Dama ben Asino. And there's a famous Gemara over there, the Dama ben Asino, we learn from a Dama ben Asino who's a guy, how far Kibbutz Aim goes. And there's a famous story, the Dama ben Asino took a loss of millions of dollars because they came to him for one of the stones from the, from the, from the Chayshin Mishpat. They needed a stone from the Chayshin Mishpat. The, for the, for the, for the kind Gadol, and he, he had the stone in the safe, and the, the key to the safe was under a pillow, and his father was sleeping on the pillow, and he couldn't retrieve the key, because his father seemed to say, I can't wake up my father. I can't do that. How can I wake up my father? So he took a loss of, of, of several million dollars, and Hashem paid it back with a para aduma, and he got all that money back. So it sounds like from this Gemara, you can't wake up your father, even if, you know, it means losing millions of dollars. And the question is, you know, um, taco? I mean, is that what we're expected to do? Is that what we're expected to do? The same for the Gemara. It's Isra Gomer. You can't wake up your father, period. Come on, wait. Not for anything. Not for anything. Even if it's 15 million dollars, you can't wake him up. Now, let's say, let's apply that to us. Let's say, let's say, our father's asleep, and he has the key to the safe under his pillow, and, and we have one of the stones of the Chayish and Mishpat, and, and they want to buy the stone. And they knock on the door and say, I'm sorry, sorry, I can't get it for you. My father's sleeping, the key's under his pillow. Okay, all right, we'll look for it somewhere else. Your father wakes up, Come to your father with a big smile and say, Dad, you're never going to he- believe what happened. We had such a big mitzvah today. They came and they want to pay me $15 million for this stone. I gave up the deal because I didn't want to wake you up. So what's your father going to say? What would what, what our father say? Well, if my kid told me this, what would I say to my kid? It wouldn't be saying anymore, you know. We'd turn every color of the rainbow and, and, and uh, say, you know, um, that's coming out of your bar mitzvah money. Those $50 million. Coming out of your bar mitzvah money. That's what we would say. I mean, we would be livid. We would be, what? You idiot. Idiot. What, what, $15 million deal you passed up? Why didn't you wake me up? Why didn't you wake me up? That's what we would say, right? But yet the Gemara uses this to illustrate the Kibbutz of Eim Dama Benesino. So what's Gator? What do we do with this in Halacha? The Pais Kim also said, Bear Hate says, Bear says, if you know your father wants to be woken up, wake him up! Wake him up! You have an umdah. It's not like there's an Isra Daraisa, like a Zayasa Kasif, you can't wake up your father. You can't disturb his sleep when there's no good reason to, but if you know he wants to be woken up, fuck can't. The keep it of him is to wake him up. 
And in, in examples of this, even outside the, of losing millions and millions of dollars, if your father's sleeping and it's time for shachris, his alarm didn't go off, and he, he's makhman on davening shachris with a minute, he's makhman on being that time, go wake him up, knock on his door. Ta, it's time for shachris. It's man tefillah, it's man kriyashim up, he's going to miss these things, and he's makhman on these things. You know he wants to daven with a minute, you know he wants to, to be at shul, and for whatever reason he slept late, he overslept, Whatever the situation is, you knock on his door and wake him up because that's what he wants. Good. Now we can be very firm saying that's worth even more than $15 million. But that's irrelevant. That's not the point, right? That's not the point. Maybe it's worth more. Maybe it's not. It depends how he dabbles, what his kapon is like. But if you know that he wants to be there, you know he wants to be there, you have an um to know that he wants to be woken up. Wake him up. Now, don't wake him up like we wake the kids up in yeshiva, right? You don't have to flip his mattress and come with a water gun, right? That, you don't have to invite. You don't have to do that. But, you, you know, knock on his door, knock on his door and say, Ta, you know, are you still sleeping? It's time for shachris, and shachris starting in 10 minutes. 100%, you do this. The, the, the bear hate of already says you do this. It's not a shachris. Kol if it's, not kol but in the same vein. If there's a business deal that he's going to lose out on, you wake him up for the key. He's not going to want to lose $15 million. That's the halacha, Rabbi. That's halacha l'maisa. When you have no other reason, though, there's no good reason. He doesn't want to be woken up. Shabbos afternoon, he's taking that nap. You better be very, 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 very quiet. Shabbos afternoon nap. He doesn't want to be woken up then. But anything that he wants to be woken up for, it's not a Shiloh, less man the public. You wake up your father. What about Dama Benesino? What was going on with Dama Benesino? So, so uh, I don't think I ever heard this inside, but I heard years ago, Rav Moshe Feinstein. I think he says this in the tshuva. He has a gewalt kechap. Um, Dama Benesino had two incidents, one with his father and one with his mother. The one with his father was this one with the with the, with the stone from the Chesh Mishpat, with the key, and he was sleeping. But the, the same story of the, the, the lady that came in when he was sitting along the Chashuvei Romi, and she ripped his clothes, and she took his money and threw it into the ocean, that was Dama Benesina's mother. That was his mother. The Gemara says he wasn't Machim's mother, he didn't shame his mother. He just was quiet, and he let her do it. So it says with Moshe, what kind of woman walks in when her son is sitting, you know, in the Senate, he's in the Roman Senate, and she starts spitting at him and ripping his clothes, taking his money, you know, yappering and, and, and yabbering and away and spitting and what kind of woman does that? She's clearly not not mentally stable. She's something matter with her. She's off. She's a shaita. She has a problem. A woman who's 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 not mentally stable. Said Ramaisha Gansachajran. She's not mentally stable. She's married to his father. Says the Gemara. You can't, nobody stays married to anyone that's insane. It's not so emotionally, mentally stable. So why are they still married? Vaisai's father also was not mentally stable. They were married to each other and they were still married to each other. His father clearly was also not mentally stable. That his father Taka would have been happy to pass up the deal. He doesn't want to be woken up because his father's not, he doesn't have Shoifi Hadas. His father is not mentally stable because by, by, by extrapolating that from his mother, the father is also not in, 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 his, in his right mind. Dabba Menasino understood that even though the Baratev tells us that if we have an umdun, the father wants to be woken up, he didn't have that umdun by his father because his father was like, why did you wake me up? Fifteen minutes, so what? You don't wake up a father. You don't wake up, a, you're old man, you don't wake me up. That's why he didn't wake him up. And so that was grabbed the, the, the situation by Dabba Menasino. So that shows us how far it goes when you don't have that umdun. But when we do have that umdun, which generally we do, Certainly you wake up your father when you know he wants to be woken up. Thank you all for joining and have a wonderful, wonderful week.